I'm hoping we can um, maybe kind of walk, walk through the men's race first. Um, and so, you know, we obviously noticed uh, three out of those four are members of the um, the World Juniors relay medal team, gold medal team. Um, so I'm curious if you can kind of just talk about, you know, whether that gave those those men some confidence going into today or just kind of what that dynamic and, and energy was like? Yeah, good question. You know, I think actually all four of them have been world junior medalists. I, I'm uh, not the best statistician, but I believe that's true. Um, and I definitely know these guys are really enjoying each other's company as teammates and that this was a, an incredibly exciting opportunity. Um, in some ways, when you enter a race, as young as these four um, are doing, uh, it takes a little bit of the pressure off. It's sort of like the sky's the limit, but there are also few consequences. And so it's very fun and um, I don't want to say unique because um, racing is never that serious, but um, it's a very cool opportunity. And it was fun to watch that uh, lively energy out there and uh, they raced fantastically. Can you kind of break down um, the legs just a little bit more in terms of um, just kind of speaking to each of those athletes? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, you can't say any of these guys have a whole lot of experience in World Cup relays, um, this being the first, but they've got quite a bit of experience in actual um, relays and major championships like World Juniors and U23. So uh, we knew from that that Luke Yeager uh, really enjoys the first leg and and that's half the battle is wanting to be that first leg skier um, to be able to hang to be excited to be on the line head to head shoulder to shoulder um, and we were well aware that you know there was a chance that the pace could have been too high and uh, but Luke showed that uh, it's not about seniority it's just about who gets from the starting line to the tag zone um, first or the fastest, and he put together a fantastic leg today. So um, felt really good about that. We felt like uh, he executed what we were thinking could be the best possible scenario for us. Um, then he tagged off to Ben, and Ben was, um, you know, out of uh, full transparency, looking a little shaky in the race yesterday. He was very uh, self-admittedly um, fatigued in that skate race. It was a hard uh, course with um, not a not a ton of uh, vertical, you could say, but what that made for was a course that uh, had almost no rest. And, uh, you know, it was a little question, it was a, a bit in question whether or not he uh, would be on that first team or not. Um, had a talk with him and he, you know, kind of gave us the put me in attitude that we were looking for and we felt like Seven and a half K is quite a bit different than 15 K's when you're a little bit tired. And we know Ben has that sort of fearless um, head-to-head fight in him too. So I uh, felt good about that. And I think he ended up coming across the line in 12th, so dropped back a few places, but time-wise um, kept us uh, really well in the mix. Our, our third leg, we um, wanted to, you know, you might – question why we put Gus third instead of fourth, Gus being our best skater on the team at the moment. Um, and our reasoning there is thinking that with throwing a couple younger guys out first, we might have a little bit of a deficit, deficit to crawl back from. And uh, I think that worked out really well for us. Gus skied a nice leg. Um, I, 
of fatigue in there from uh, back-to-back weekends of racing three times. Uh, but he was able to do the job, and um, it's really exciting to be able to ski that way and not be in perfect form right now. So that's great. And then he tagged off to our youngster, who Zandon <laughs> Jr. last year, um, has just had a really kind of uh, head-turning couple of weeks on the World Cup for a guy who was uh, just at World Juniors last year uh, and uh, you know a matter of uh, eight months ago something like that and now to be anchoring a relay team on the World Cup is very exciting and and he skied a very smart race Gus gave him contact and he just tucked in eat smart um, you know kind of uh, talking with him a little bit through one of the coaching zones he just sort of gave me this nod of confidence like yep got it and on the third lap when uh, Pellegrino uh, who was also laying in wait uh, went right Zandon jumped out immediately and stuck on Pellegrino up that up that final climb quite hold it together but out of anybody in that train of guys uh, Zandon had the response to be able to hop skate up that hill um, and brought us in about a minute back uh, over the course of 30 Ks and it's for sure one of the most competitive relays uh, we've put together on the World Cup in the last 15 years and we feel incredibly proud of the result. Um, Can you also speak a little bit about just kind of general conditions? Um, I I spoke with Julia over the phone and she was kind of just talking about how that uh, fresh new snow um, just kind of slow down the track so even though it's you know it's kind of a working course anyway but then with slower conditions that adds another layer yeah yeah no they they guaranteed zero snow and uh zero snow with a cold night and uh finishing grooming at about 11 p.m last night would would make the course about three minutes faster than it was today i think um you know or a couple minutes faster over the course of just seven and a half k but that centimeter that fell uh really slowed things down and and made it an interesting race i think it was perhaps a little more difficult to break away um i think the nature of the course it wasn't exactly snowing during the race but the nature of the course being so low in profile um allows for quite a bit of drafting and it makes it difficult to break away Um, so it's an interesting format for a relay um, or strategy for a for a venue to put together an exciting relay, and I think they did that. Sure. Um, getting into the women's side, uh, you know, I, I think uh, we didn't get to see it, but I, it sounds like Haley broke a pole basket. Um, yeah, yeah, she she did. Um, do you mind if I just um, touch quickly on our second men's team too? Oh, sure. Yep. Um, I just want to make sure that this is. Uh, you know, not a diss to them. Uh, technically, on paper, they were entered as our second team. Uh, today, we were able to enter two teams, so eight of the guys, eight of the ten guys raced. Um, and, uh, frankly, uh, reasonably equal teams. And we weren't exactly sure. Uh, it, as you see sometimes with Russia and Norway, their second team sometimes fighting uh, for who is first. And so today... Uh, Hunter scrambled for our second team and uh, looked like he was getting stretched a little bit, but I think we started to see some signs of life out of him. 
over the course of seven and a half K um, that were really encouraging. So he hasn't been loving the way that he's been feeling lately. And it was really cool to see him uh, feel like today was a step in the right direction. And I could see it out there on the course. And the same was true for David. I thought, um, you know, while we're, we're excited about how that first team did, uh, David uh, put together a very competitive race after being tagged in contact with uh, by Hunter and um, we're not far behind our first team. I know Kevin felt a little bit tired out there um, as um, can happen uh, in a relay format and Kevin's a little bit more of a sprint specialist and uh, spent pretty much the whole race by himself and then tagged to JC who also spent the whole race by himself. So those guys had um, decent legs for sure. I think JC actually felt pretty good. He was just in no man's land the whole time, but um, very, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to that second team because we're really happy with, with that result as well. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, sure. Yeah. So let's uh, switch over to the women if you feel good about that. And um, great, great, yeah. Thanks. And yeah, so if you can kind of, we didn't, we didn't catch Haley, um, on the broadcast. Uh, so if you wanted to kind of just speak to how that kind of affected things and, um, yeah, just, it, it seemed like, you know, that was really the only hitch in the day. It seemed like everybody skied really strong. Um, and even Haley with a broken basket put together a really, really solid leg. And, um, yeah, if you want to just kind of walk through the women's race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I'll, I'll just go quickly over the selection thinking. Um, Rosie really wanted to do a classic leg, even though she had been skating so well the day before. Uh, you can't argue that she was classic skiing much differently in Ruka, um, just skiing incredibly well in both techniques. So um, often teams are putting their strongest classic skier second and so we slotted Rosie in that position and we felt like you know you could put Jesse in that scramble leg you could put Julia in there um, but we were really looking to skate Jesse and Julia so um, Haley who also has experience in that leg and is really starting to um, look differently every race that goes by improving a little bit more and more um, felt like that was a, a really good call um, and then we wanted to try something a little bit different. We thought there was a chance that we might have a little bit of a gap to make up, um, given that our team is just getting going. And so we wanted to throw Jesse in that third spot, which is sort of the head down and grind position. Um, and she was able to put Julia into contact. I think Jesse skied maybe the second fastest leg of, uh, of, uh, of the day. And uh, Julia, then went out and just absolutely delivered. Um, we knew that while Julia is skiing quite well in distance and has just made such a huge jump over last year, um, we weren't sure that she was going to be our skier to cover big gaps, but we felt very strongly that she could hang uh, and and then have a, have a strong sprint. Um, fortunately, uh, we underestimated just how strong that sprint was going to be and she uh, won a lunge for fourth place so um, as it turns out I think Julia could also have been that skier to hunt somebody down to it go off the front of her pack um, but just so proud of that team effort and uh, it was uh, a very satisfying fourth place yeah. and um, 
there's also a second women's team, so two two men's teams and two women's teams, um, and that that second women's team was um, pretty young, which is exciting to see. So, can you speak a little bit about their uh, their team and their day? Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely another great opportunity. I mean, it's such a hard day for service on the staff um, with sixteen athletes starting, eight men, eight women, um, and uh, we felt like you know Sydney uh, Palmer Ledger would be reasonably fresh having just raced the sprint on Friday <clears throat> and she's somebody who uh, really uh, thrives in head-to-head competition I think she uh, really gets excited about that and there was no question that it was uh, it was a fun experience for her um, then uh, Catherine felt like she wasn't skating that well the day before but that classic skiing is feeling a little bit better and historically she has put together some um you know top 20 world cup results in classic or results right around there and and that's what we're looking for in that second leg to put a very strong classic skier so that made sense sophia lockley um skiing great she had an incredible race in beta stolen the weekend before the world cup opener in, in uh, ruka and so Again, that kind of Jesse position there, that third leg, head down and grind. Um, Sophia did that and is just feeling, she's at the, after the race, she just said, yeah, that felt fun again. Um, and she hasn't really said that in a couple weeks, so that's cool to see her um, having those good feelings in racing again. And then um, handed off the baton to Novi, um, who, you know, that's a, that's a tall order. She's a, she's a junior just last year. Um, anchoring her first World Cup relay and is just has a game day attitude and she's been skiing better and better. I think she had the 11th out of 16, uh, fa- 11th out of 16 fastest splits and very competitive. Was able to hunt somebody down, make a little little gap, and uh, feeling great about it. Awesome. Any other thoughts as we wrap up the second weekend? Um, you know, <laughs> uh, just. Just that it's it's such a hard grind, uh, these uh, two back-to-back weekends of three races, and then these days in particular have been super hard on the service staff with um, breakfast at 5.30 this morning and, and uh, you know, shuttles at 6 each day. It's just, um, it's just tough to pull off the amount of quality hard work that was pulled off today. Um, and it only really happens if a team works together, uh, because I think there's there's nobody out there on any service team that's not aper- operating on sort of half brain capacity at this point of the of the weekend. And so for mistakes to occur, um, for uh, little quarrels to break out among all the stress, um, those are those are snares that exist out there, and we just didn't fall into any of them this weekend. And, uh, so proud of that team effort. So proud of um, this group of men and women. We've got two fantastic uh, physical therapists on the road with us, and a great team doctor, um, Dr. Pete Hansen, and our our physical therapist, our lead physical therapist, Jen Kimball, and Brooke Lewis um, have just uh, done so much extra work beyond just the normal job description that they come here to do. So whether it's uh, working 
poles on the course or helping with closing the start finish area there's just a, a lot going on we had a forgotten pair of boots today and our doctor went down and got those and so just very proud of everybody's uh, sort of uh, ability to work together under this amount of stress and fatigue awesome well thank you so much for your time yes thank you thanks everybody yeah are you guys headed to switzerland today or what's the uh we are gonna go it's uh we're gonna do some strength this afternoon um for those that like strength after a race uh which is a, a good portion of our team actually and then um the coaches take off we've got a 3 30 a.m train out of the Lillehammer train station to the airport we'll go pick up rental vans in Munich that we'll have for a couple months and then drive to Davos and then the athletes have um, a pretty mellow flight at uh, middle of the day tomorrow out of Oslo, um, Amsterdam to Zurich um, and, and then they'll take a train we'll all get there by about dinner time and uh, hopefully get some sun get to break the sunglasses back out yeah warm up a little bit after <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly awesome well safe travels and, and thanks again for your time yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. All right.